This is 10 with Ken, a 10 minute interview series that's never 10 minutes. In this 10 with Ken special called Black Voices, I'll be speaking with prominent black leaders in Nevada to talk about who they are, their experiences as Americans and Republicans, and what matters most to them. I think you're gonna really love meeting Brenda Flank. Brenda is a longtime community activist who loves the Constitution, America, and Nevada. She's now a candidate for Las Vegas City Council Ward 4. This was my first in-person interview for new media, so I know that Brenda's wonderful personality will outshine the technical limitations of my setup. As always, thanks for watching and enjoy meeting Brenda. Brenda Flank, I'm so glad to talk to you. We've been friends for so long. I mean, we've been involved in the Clark County Republican Party for decades, decades. it seems, but you know, <laughs> and and here we are. But uh, I'm I am so glad because I was I was I'm told that you were running for uh, Ward Four yes. for the city of Las Vegas, and so I want to talk a little bit about that today. And so, yes, is this the first time you've run for office, Brenda? Have you run before? This is my first time. This is your first campaign into those waters. Yeah. Tell me, what? why'd you make that decision? It's a rough decision. It's it a is, tough decision. It is a tough Tell me decision why you're running. Because I've always said that I'm not going to run for office. I always felt comfortable, you know, supporting other candidates. But I look at our environment. I look at our community. And I decided that I have more to give. I been a community activist, I guess you could say, involved in the community, doing lots of things, a lot of volunteer work. Mm -hmm. And I thought in this capacity, I think I could be even more effective mm -hmm. with helping people. Mm -hmm. uh, local politics has always been my game. Mm -hmm. Never thought about running for or wanting to travel, like to DC and back, you know, that sure. kind of thing. So local politics is where the greatest impact that government has on a person, Absolutely. on how they live their daily life, yeah. right? So the things that local governments do affects your day, daily life, mm -hmm. your police, your fire, the things that are happening in your community, your, your streets. Those are the kinds of things that people appreciate. And those are the kinds of things that I want to make sure that our community is being served. Um, you know, we get people in office that are looking for a political ladder to go to that next step or whatever. That is not my goal. It's only about serving yeah. my community. Yeah. And that's why I'm running. Well, I mean, I know that might sound a little Pollyanna. No, cliche, no, that's that's important. But that's what it is. What? Um, why should someone vote for you, Brenda? What's? I, I mean, I I believe you, but what what are they looking for? What can you bring to the table uh, for them? Well, they can look at the my record, the things that I've done in the community, but also see the sincerity in what I'm saying that I want to do for the community, mm -hmm. because I only talk about things that I want to do in the community. Mm -hmm. So voting for me also gives them a new perspective, a new opportunity to see some things happen yeah. that hasn't. A lot of people nowadays feel like my government doesn't listen to me. Mm -hmm. 
They don't care yeah. what I have to say. So I am that person that's going to listen to what you have to say, do everything I can to solve problems, and be your voice at City Hall. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to do. I want to take your voice to City Hall. That's incredible. So if you have some issues, then let's work on it. Yeah. We can work on things together. What's the... What, what do you think is important to somebody that wants to send the right person to City Hall? What's What do they care about? Is it, is it policing? Like, I, you know, with, with city politics, what's what are you guys... There are three things that concerns our community. Mm -hmm. And it's not just my ward. It's our community as a whole. Number one is the rise in crime. Mm. You think about... And I think it's just a natural thing that happens when we have the kind of growth that we've had. Mm -hmm. But people that have been here a long time, like me, mm -hmm. it's alarming. Mm -hmm. People in my community who are seniors, the rise in crime is alarming. And we want to know, what are you going to do about it? Are mm -hmm. we going to have more police protection, more patrol officers? What are you going to do about it? Now, right-minded thinking people understand that Police officers can't necessarily stop crime. Sometimes they can, sure. but most of the time they can't. Sure. But the police presence is a deterrent. Yeah. And your response time to things that happen is also important. My community, like I said, is a senior community. Metro did not patrol our community. We patrolled our community. Hmm. So you look at... A 75-year-old guy driving around a little electric vehicle just because we didn't have that much crime. Sure. But when the crime rates started to go up, there was this police presence. Hmm. And you can see things are a little calmer hmm. there in Sun City Summerlin. Just having, the, having him there. Having just the, the presence. Mm -hmm. The fact that they drive our community. When I first moved up there, I thought it was kind of strange that you never saw Metro. Mm -hmm. And I asked the security patrol, I'm like, and they were like, they, we patrol ourselves. If we need somebody, we'll call them. Yeah. But it's really made a difference. So the rise in crime. The second thing is the pandemic COVID-19 recovery. Mm. There've been, it's been so politicized. It's really kind of hard to deal with. And I'll just talk about myself. This all comes from a personal perspective. And I know that there are a lot of people out there that have experienced the same thing. So with my virus experience, looking at it from a medical standpoint mm -hmm. and how people are treated in hospitals, the isolation, those kinds of things, needs to be looked at. That is of concern to me. Hmm. We can't recover completely when people have been put in a state of fear and panic. Hmm. It is so hard for them to come over to overcome that. And this happened so fast. It was like it was clamped I, down like that. Out of nowhere. Yeah. And yeah. It was traumatic, mm. and it is still a traumatic thing. 
So there are things with this recovery that um, need to address, hmm. in particular, the medical care system and how patients are being treated. I, I never even thought about that. Yeah. I never even thought about going into a hospital. You know, I've, thankfully, I've you know not had to you know visit a hospital during this time, and I'm, I'm grateful every day. Um, but I have heard some it's very difficult stories of very, patients in the in the COVID mm-hmm. wards and stuff like that. And, I'm oh a witness. Gosh. I am um, one of those people. Wow. And I'm laying there in a hospital bed, and I'm thinking, once I you know kind of got my senses back, sure. that something's not right here. Wow. Interesting. So that's my number two. Hmm. Number three is also tied into the COVID-19 because of the clampdown that was placed on the economy, uh, small businesses in particular. So we have to look at what we can do to support small businesses. How can we make it easier for them to do business Mm -hmm. and also take a look at the licensing process to make sure that any barriers that may exist, that those barriers are more friendly. I mean, we can't just let people, you know. But sure, sure. The, the regulations is what we need to look at. That's so great. we need to do what we can to help small businesses recover from this. You think about the businesses that have gone out of business or are about to go out of business. Sure. That's pretty frightening. Yeah. And they talk about... Um, our unemployment numbers. You know, we're second in the nation with the highest, un- second highest unemployment yep. in the country. In fact, most blue states are at the top of that list. Mm-hmm. It's, and, it's like the top 10 are almost all yes, blue. Yes, and that's a, a really sad thing. And it's all self-inflicted. Hmm. A lot of the things that are happening in our country, in our city, our state, are all self-inflicted wounds because we should not be suffering like this. Um, Flus, viruses, things come and go. They come, they stay. There are still viruses that are around, like the flu. Sure. And are we, is this going to be our natural state of being? No, it can't be our natural state of being. And that's why it's important that we get people in places that will speak out and have solutions yeah. to some of the problems. Well, Mayor Mayor Goodman tried. You know, Mayor Goodman was she so did. God bless prescient. Her. She was so at the beginning of the pandemic, you mm-hmm. know, April 2020 almost. She was like, hey, we need well, to. We she didn't want to make everything willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. She just said, hey, we got to. We gotta move forward. We gotta live with mm-hmm. it. And they just, you know, oh, yeah. it was thought she was the craziest. The yep. And, and she, was, was she was so early. Mm-hmm. She was right. <laughs> and I think <laughs> that know? more people there on the council should have spoken out. Sure, right. like in a conversation with me, oh yeah, I supported, sure. I supported the mayor. But I didn't hear you telling any reporters that you felt the same way. Yeah, yeah. And she, that's she needed help. Mm-hmm. She needed help. And we, you know, I tried to as much and, and it, it's especially, you, you know, you talk about our natural state of being. I, I am somebody who, especially when the pandemic first started, you know, I didn't know enough. I don't think any of us know enough mm-hmm. yet, but I, I wanted to do what's right. But now we know more. We know more. We have, we have three vaccines if you decide mm-hmm. to take them. 
We have three vaccines you can take to protect yourself. You can, there's so much you can do to protect yourself and it's time to, it's time to move We forward. need to move on. Yeah. And the thing that our government, I think, needs to do is remove those barriers to getting therapeutics and prophylactics mm -hmm. where people can take things like, we take vitamins every day Absolutely. to keep us from getting whatever. Yeah. Why can't we take something every day or every whatever sure. to keep us from getting yeah. this COVID virus. There's, there's more ways besides a vaccine. I, there I agree are a with lot you. of negative things that have happened and to prohibit people from getting things that they want to try. Yeah. Remember, uh, oh. President Trump is yep. the one that got the right to try yes. through, but yet the right to try had... In this situation, no, you don't have the right to try. Right, absolutely. I want, and you know, everybody makes fun of ivermectin and resdemosvir and these other things. I, why would we, now granted, I don't want people taking that over-the-counter horse medication. Yeah, and nobody would do yeah, that. No. Nobody the real, would. Yeah. They ahead, wouldn't do that because yeah. you have, a, anybody that would do that is not in their right mind to exactly. think that they could go to the feed store up on Rancho right. and buy this stuff and right. take it. Yeah. We want when you don't know actual, how much to take. <laughs> right. We want the actual real medication. Yes. It is a real but they They're they did everything they could to like stop mm -hmm. it almost. And it was mm -hmm. it was like you said, a political narrative was, mm -hmm. that is injecting in, into a real crisis. You know, no one's taking ever take the pandemic seriously. It's about you know, give give us all the solutions. Right. Just the one you Not guys the like. one that you want us yeah. to have. Yeah, exactly. It's been, it's been difficult and uh you know, we. I want Nevada to recover. I want Vegas to that's recover, especially the economy. Mm -hmm. You know, that's those and, are great issues that you. And brought. I think in this race, it's important that we have a, a fresh new voice, and yeah. and I'm that fresh new voice. Great. Um, I believe uh, you. I believe you're a fresh voice, Brenda. That's that's what you are. So, um, if if anything, you're a, you're a fresh voice. Um, can you tell us a little bit about who you are? Can you tell me? Where you're from? Can you tell me what you know? What brought you to Vegas, or if you were born here? Tell me, tell me who Brenda Flank is. I, I love to talk about my family and me. Um, my family came here from Louisiana in the early '50s. They came when the boom was happening, one of many booms for Las Vegas. Came to Vegas looking for an opportunity, a good place to raise their family. At that time, it was just two, two siblings. Uh, by the early 60s, it was nine of us. And my parents worked hard. My mother worked at home, and my dad worked at the Nevada test site. Oh my gosh. And they built the kind of life that they were looking for, mm -hmm. for their kids. Um, my parents were Democrats. They were... JFK Democrats, <laughs> conservatives, mm -hmm. and that's the way we were raised. Mm -hmm. We were raised as conservatives. Of course, back in those days, politics was not what it is now. Yeah. So we didn't talk politics. We talked about life, mm -hmm. how to live it, be good, decent person, yeah. respect your fellow man, yeah. um, believe in God. Mm -hmm. Those are the kinds of things that I was raised on. That's, that's what America a, was raised on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was a blessing. You really were in, a blessing. You came from Louisiana in the 50s. You came to Las Vegas. You My parents, parents did. did. I was born 
here. Oh, you were born and raised in yep. Vegas. Oh, my they came gosh. in the early 50s, and wow. I was born a little At bit later. At some time after that. Uh, we don't, <laughs> cut that. Later. No, yes, of course. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit later. Wonderful. But I so appreciate the kind of upbringing mm -hmm. that I had because it's actually made me the person that I am. And I have a hard time figuring out how people in my age group, maybe a little bit younger, mm -hmm. who were brought up the same, mm -hmm. can be um, like a, a Democrat and embrace those Democrat ideals. Mm -hmm. I, I just don't understand it, especially people from the South. Mm -hmm. Because when they came here, it was all about the opportunity. And that is what our country is about. Yes, about raising your what family and opportunity, keep taking care of your kids. Opportunity. That's what happened when the pilgrims came here. It was about an opportunity to what? Practice religion initially. That was the reason they came to this country. Mm -hmm. And then of course, as time went on, um, then our country actually got its face, I think, where individuality became important. Mm -hmm. Working for yourself mm -hmm. and your family and of course, sharing as well. You think about what our country gives to the rest of the world. There is no other country that gives the way we do. And continues to give. Yes. It, it, and it's not even just money, it's it's exporting freedom Everything. and values. Exactly. Yes, yeah, yeah. We have paid heavy prices for that mm -hmm. in blood and treasure Absolutely. to help other countries be free. Um, man, I think, was naturally born or is naturally born to be free. Mm -hmm. It's like after they get here is when it, you know, the oppression from others. And But that's the natural state of man is I, free. I, I agree. And, and for thousands of years, I mean, yes. tens of thousands of years, a, a man was not free. And we are living in this beautiful moment uh, the, the, hopefully not a fleeting moment where man is free, you know, to a, to a degree, of course. Um, and, and where, where did you learn the, where did you learn those values? What's, what's the, the world that brought you to come to that conclusion and love that freedom? That is That's what so I want interesting to know. Yeah. Because, um, as a candidate, you kind of reflect on things and you, you think about things, you answer all these questions. Where did this come from? It came from my parents. Hmm. And I came to realize as I got older how these two things tie in. The way we were raised mm -hmm. and what our country is all about. Yeah. So through education, you learn about our country, uh, freedom, liberty, what all that means. Sure. Because without liberty, there is no such thing as freedom. Mm -hmm. You can say you're free, but if you don't have the liberty to do those things without oppression from your government, mm -hmm. you're not really free. Uh, no. So yeah. I learned those things mm -hmm. from my upbringing and yeah. just brought those two things together. Oh. I um, it, it's, it's incredible because I, I feel like this very basic concept of freedom is under, it's under attack. And, and unfortunately, you know, a lot of people on our, our side are a little inconsistent. You know, sometimes we like freedom, sometimes we don't. I, you know, I'm a very, give everybody the freedom, give, give everybody the freedom to make the choices for their life. And, and freedom, especially during this pandemic mm -hmm. has become selfish. 
Um, it's about, you know, you're, everybody's like, oh, well, you know, it's just, you're just trying to do for yourself. And I, I feel like freedom's important. I feel like it allows us to live our lives and, and grow and, and learn who we are. And it's... But that, yeah. that, that's the thing about the liberty part. And I kind of learned that through, you know, studying, reading. Mark Levin is my favorite, um, I guess you could say, every time you listen to him, it's a lesson yeah. in liberty. Yeah. And that's where these concepts kind of came together for me. Mm-hmm. But it started with my parents. That's and incredible. it's not like a kitchen table kind of discussion about America's this and that. You just knew mm-hmm. that these things wouldn't happen yeah. if not, if they had not been in America. Yeah. And I know that, understand and appreciate it. I, I think I, I think we you're right that we almost take that for granted. It's, for it's, granted. it's very much for granted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I uh, being on that, you know, Twitter and things like that, you get these kids and, you know, these people who have never known not freedom. They've never right. known uh, oppression. They, they read about it and they don't understand, uh, you know, that they have the freedom to say what they want on Twitter because of, of the freedoms that because they're, they're, of they have. Because of this you know? country, um, I've, I've said for a long time, people need to spend a short amount of time mm-hmm. in another country. Mm-hmm. See how you, you feel. You know what I'm talking about. I believe you. You know exactly. Any of those countries, yes. uh, you know, be it Venezuela or, you know, wherever, mm-hmm. and see, you know, I've, I've, yeah, there's there's a lot of people that could bring from Russia and, you know, Soviet Russia and stuff like that. Those stories are just horrifying. But you just know? think about people that come here that become American citizens and how they kiss the ground they, they walk on. Yes. They appreciate, they love this country yes. with all of their heart. And that's what I would want for Americans yeah. because I do. Yeah. I love this country with all my heart and yeah. I can't imagine living anywhere else. Our country is great. Mm-hmm. We offer the kind of opportunities that no one else offers. And I always use this example. We have people that will walk the desert it's 120 or 130 degrees outside. Yes. We got people that will swim shark infested waters to get to this country. Mm-hmm. What other country on the planet are they doing that? Mm-hmm. Now, not everybody that comes here wants to be American. A lot of people come here to use our system. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they do says a lot about us and who we are and what we do to help other people. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, the immigra- yeah that, that immigration is definitely inflowing if things are so good or you know, yes, things are so bad here. We're, right. we're definitely getting why, a lot of... Why are you coming sure. to this country if it's that bad? Yeah. And especially young people, I think they've been become, I should say, so far removed from where they live or where they were born, it's difficult for them to see the good mm-hmm. about our country. How how did you, when, when did you register Republican and, and what was that like? Was there an evolution for you? What, what was it, it like? 
it really wasn't an evolution. And everything I think that happens to me is because of the way I was raised. Mm -hmm. And like I said, my parents, they were conservatives. They raised us conservative, even though they were Democrats. Mm -hmm. And as you grow older, you learn more things and you become um, informed mm -hmm. about things that actually affect your life, mm -hmm. like politics. Mm -hmm. So when I got out of high school, it was, I graduated really early. I was 16 when I graduated. Oh my gosh. So I grew up kind of fast. And back in the 70s, things were, you know, it was volatile. A lot of things were happening. Mm -hmm. I just so happened to get a job in a bank. Hmm. And it gave me a different perspective working with and talking to people about money, finance, how all these things work. And then you come to realize all of these things are influenced by politics. Hmm. So I started learning more about politics. Now, because I graduated at 16, I hadn't voted yet. That's right. Yeah, so too, too young. when it was time to vote at 18, um, I did what my parents did. I voted Democrat. Mm -hmm. This was in 1976. Mm -hmm. I voted for Jimmy Carter. Mm -hmm. And about a year into his administration, after all the things that I was learning, I was taking college courses back in those days, you know, it was pretty good. Mm -hmm. I came to realize the influence and the impact politics have on the way we live. Absolutely. A lot of people just go along and say, oh, politics, it doesn't, you know, affect me or bother me. Mm -hmm. And I came to realize, mm -mm. no, Jimmy Carter is not good for this country. And when you think about the things that he did that made things so much worse, um, I couldn't vote for him. Wow. So, of course, by 78, say 78 Ronald, 80, Reagan, right? yeah, Ronald Reagan, Ronald right. Reagan wow. and he was a man that, talked about loving our country wow. and how good we are and what good, decent people we have. Mm -hmm. And he talked about his economic policies that would change things. And I thought, you know, those things make a lot of sense to me. So I decided I, I can't vote for Jimmy Carter again. I am going to take my chances on Ronald Reagan wow. because he has the right perspective for making our country what it should be and yeah. keeping us. I mean, things were just so bad. You know, 16% mortgage rates, people waiting in gas lines. I live that. I know that. Wow. And Ronald Reagan was the hope that we needed mm -hmm. for our country. Mm -hmm. And I changed my party registration right before the election. Oh, my gosh. And I voted for him. And... I have never turned back. back. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have not looked back. That's such a cool story. I am. Um, I've heard this story many times in the best ways of just that sort of Jimmy Carter era. And, <clears throat> and Brenda, I feel like we're in that Jimmy Carter we era are. again mm -hmm. with Joe Biden. I just, and, and, and obviously I can't blame everything on Joe Biden, you know, as much Thank as you. the media would blame president Trump for everything. I don't blame Joe Biden, but we're just, things are not hopeful. That right it's now, you so know? toxic in our country. Mm -hmm. Not only the things that are being done by this administration, but also the 
um, conversations, the it could be so much more positive. Mm -hmm. I've always said that a president sets the tone for the country. Mm -hmm. And that's what Ronald Reagan did mm -hmm. back in 1980. That is what Donald Trump did when he was elected in 16. And that is, or was, a missed opportunity for Barack Obama to actually do something good hmm. for this country. But he didn't. And there was no way I could ever vote for that man. Mm -hmm. and, and even though people in my family were, oh my God, how can you not vote for the first could-be black president? Right. Because color is not important to me. Mm -hmm. And I would tell my sisters, you guys have forgotten. That's not the way we were raised. Mm. My parents left all that behind when they came to Las Vegas mm -hmm. because your skin color should not dictate where you should be in your life. Absolutely. And if Barack Obama had taken an honest opportunity to actually talk positive things about our country, it would have made a world of difference. So it's about what your foundation is and that's what my parents did for us. They laid a foundation yeah. for us to be successful. And they always told us, never, never ever accuse someone else of something that you don't have or that you didn't achieve. Hmm. You go out there and you work for it yourself. Mm -hmm. That's what you have to do. If you want something, you work for it. Hmm. Don't find an excuse to blame someone else for what you don't have. That's, I mean, that's, that's an incredible a, value to teach your kids, you know. It I is. didn't think about that. Of, You know, don't, if another kid has a toy, go buy that toy or find a way to buy that toy. Don't be jealous of his mm -hmm. toy, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm just, you know, I'm thinking in three-year-old terms. But, yeah, yeah you know, for yeah, sure. Yeah. And I used to tell my nephew the same thing. Don't be jealous of people that have more than you. Mm -hmm. Don't talk about the rich like they're a bunch of devils. These people worked hard for their money. Mm -hmm. The majority of rich people worked for their money. They sacrificed a lot. They gave up a lot. Sure, you have those out there that have inherited or sure. whatever. Sure. But don't be envious of these people. If that's what you want, you go out and make it. Yeah, go, go make you that money. That's yourself. America. Yes. No, you can that do is. it yourself. That's a beautiful message. Um, and, and I think, you know, that, that, but that's an optimistic message, Brenda. That's one I, that people are not teaching anymore. Mm -hmm. They're teaching that things are bad. America oh, is bad. Yeah. Capitalism is bad. Uh, and, and you can't do that. And you can't, it's not true. You it's go not make, true. You know, it's not true. So you know. here's the example about the capitalism. And I know you've heard this story. Mm -hmm. If you ever listened to talk radio. Mm -hmm. The story about the pilgrims and how we went from this community mm -hmm. of everybody get the same amount of everything. Pure, the Puritans and the, right. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. To where, hey, wait a minute. This guy's sitting over there on his butt. He's <laughs> yeah. not working as hard as I'm working. This is not fair. Mm -hmm. So they changed the system. And that's why we have what we have today, yeah. a system of capitalism. 
you get out of it what you put into it. If you don't put that much into it, you're not going to get, get what you get out of it. That's right. That's and right. that's what it should be. And yeah. that is what you would call fair. Now, that's not to say that, you know, over time, people, some people take advantage of things. Absolutely. But that's human nature. You can't stop those kinds of things. You do need to be aware of those things that yeah. these things are happening. But basically... It's never going to be perfect. It's not, no. That's what they want. Because They're looking man. for a perfect system, you know. And man is not perfect. And I use man as, you know, God created man. Sure, sure. So he didn't, right. he didn't create perfect human beings. We have to go out there and we make decisions, yes. good or bad. We have to live by those. Yeah. And... I'm not going to get into a religious thing. But <laughs> no, but you I know what I'm saying. It is. It's it's that that innate human you know agency or, or freedom uh, to to do you know what they're going to go out and do, and we that's why we have a society to for those that are going to choose bad mm-hmm. and those that choose good, right? To keep them all in mm-hmm. the you know, but you know, if men were angels, they always say, right? If men were angels, you know, we wouldn't need a government, or we wouldn't, right? Need, you know, we wouldn't. Everything we want would that just system. be. Like perfect, and but, that's not the case. I used yeah. to tell my nephew when he was younger, you know, uh, he calls me TT. <laughs> I'd say to him, you know, your TT loves you to death, and your mother and your grandmother, yeah. we all love you to death, but you can't expect everybody else to love you and give you all the that we do. It's yeah. just not going to happen. Yeah. You're going to have to deal with that. Because yeah. you're going to come across people as you grow older that's not going to like you for whatever reason. Yeah. And one other thing I always told him, don't jump to the conclusion that somebody don't like you because you're black. Hmm. Never jump to that conclusion. Hmm. Unless they prove to you that yeah, it's they say it. <laughs> that's yeah. different. <laughs> yeah. If they say sure. it, they call you the N-word or sure. something, sure. then you know it's because you're black. Sure. But it could be something else. could be because you did something, said sure. something. That, they don't like it. Uh, it yeah. doesn't matter, right, right? Right. So don't jump to that kind of conclusion. Yeah. And sadly, uh, a lot of people jump to that conclusion if it doesn't go their way. Oh, it's because I'm black. Yeah. The knee-jerk reaction. Oh, it's because I'm black. Yeah. No, it could be because you're a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> it could be because of who you are. Right. No, I've I've had right. to accept that about my myself. Uh, definitely throughout my life, is is you know I I like people. I like talking to people, but there's some people that just don't like me. They're and just we have to accept that. It, exactly, you, know? you yeah. can't expect everybody like, to like you. Even me, and believe it or not, there are people. Like believe you it or not, life. yes. I wish you know you luck in your campaign, and uh, you know I want to. What I want to leave listeners with is what or listeners of you is. What what are you reading, watching on the TV? What's what are you when you're you're done knocking doors or you're done you know campaigning? What does Brenda Flank listen to when she goes to bed or reads before we go to bed? Or... One of the things I like list I like to listen to music. Mm-hmm. Uh, some time ago, I disconnected from all of the uh, negativity and just the the poison that was on TV mm-hmm. um, and. I'm telling you, I felt so good. Night and day? I've heard I the same thing. I felt so good. Sure. Not ingesting all of that. Yeah. And the noise, hmm. I felt clear in my head. Hmm. Um, 
I have a few jazz stations that I like to listen to. I don't necessarily meditate or anything, sure, sure. but it's just, um, you know, that downtime. Yeah. And then, of course, trying to keep track of everything else that I have going. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention that I'm the uh, president of the Conservatives Club in Sun City. Oh, okay, that's right. Sun, yes. the Sun City Conservatives. Yes. Oh my gosh, I didn't know you were president. Of the club. That's a yes, good club. I I've been just, many times. Yes, I <laughs> just got reelected overwhelmingly. Oh my goodness, oh yes. my goodness. that's wonderful. Yes. That is uh, to endorse your club. It's a wonderful group of people. The the people yeah. in Sun City Summerlin, and in particular, the people in my club, yeah. are just wonderful. Yeah. See, I'm not uh, moved to Sun City Summerlin almost five years ago. Mm-hmm. And after my husband passed away, it was just a real hard time. Sure. And they send out a magazine every month. Uh And in that magazine, it has all the clubs listed. Now, of course, I knew about the Conservatives Club, but they also have 80 other clubs. Uh And each month, I'd circle things. I'm going to do this, do this. The only club that I went to and joined was the Conservatives Club. And everybody was just so welcoming and they embraced me and they asked me to be the club president love that and i said yes and they were actually like a lifeline for me this was three years ago yeah and just knowing that i got this to do with the club i got that to do with the club and yeah i'm so (laughs) glad that you know, Lorna called me and yeah. just was wanted to talk about some club things. Those are the kinds of things that just make Sun City Summerlin so special. They're they're great people. Yes, they're, they are. They are a you know reliable group that that loves the people that are a part mm-hmm. of, and you can tell you feel oh, in the yeah. room. You know, you can you can tell. I love that. Yes. I didn't know you were president. That's great. Yes. Tell me about uh, what what you want. You know, people that are watching today. Tell me where you want them to do. Should they go to your website? Should they come to an event? What's what's coming up for you? A that lot you want of things them to do? are thankfully are happening. I just made it official on December first that Wonderful. I'm running for office, and we waited until then, even though we were campaigning and doing things. Uh, the redistricting is now settled. The city right. council has approved the new maps, so it's um, full speed ahead. Wonderful. Uh, we have our website set up, which is just my name. I keep things simple. I like that. <laughs> BrendaFlank.com. Excellent. That's great. It's and a great website. you can website. reach me at Brenda at BrendaFlank.com. I love it. And my cell number, it's been the same cell number for as long as I can remember, and people have said, oh, you shouldn't give your cell number out. Like, why not? If you want to be a public you. servant, yes. yeah. then you call me. Now, a lot of the times I can't answer sure. the phone. You leave a message and I will call you back. I believe you. For sure. And you have done that for me and, and I, I believe you will right. too I, in the future. I will. I, Brenda, I, um, I can't thank you enough for, for talking to me today. I love learning more about you and, and, and I love you know, your, your thoughts of the world. And I, I, I hope that, you know, the voters in, in, in Ward 4 will, will, will grant you that opportunity to be on the city council. Yes, and, so I wish do you I. the best. Because uh, I'm sincere about what it is I want to do for my community. Yeah. And it's, and I'm hoping that that sincerity comes through. 